Hello and welcome to the Climbing Daily Wednesday news show. Today, Adam Andra is on a roll and we've got hard bouldering ascents from Japan. Morning, T. How you doing? Good morning, Matt. Um, I'm good. I'm good. What about yourself? Very well, thank you. Yep. I just wanted to remind the viewers out there that Epic TV has also an online shop of all the climbing gear you need. And this week we have a special deal on shoes, but we won't reveal it yet. So stay tuned and uh, you'll see that later in the show. Yeah. Okay. So let's get cracking with the news. And we're going to change up the format a little bit today. We're going to just tell you guys the news and then we're going to chat about it afterwards. So let's start with that Adam Ondra ascent. Adam Ondra, who seems to be on an endless roll of form, has made the first ascent of Wonderland, a 9B in Arco, Italy. The line was first bolted by Alfredo Weber, but Adam found a new start and added some bolts. It's probably the hardest route in Arco currently, but with Stefano Gisolfi and Adam Ondra teaming up, well, watch this space. Time for some mountaineering news. As PlanetMountain.com reported, Austrian alpinist Laura Tiefenhaller over two days soloed the north face of the Eiger via the classic 1938 route. She already climbed the route earlier this month, in a day, partnering up with Jana Morer. The route is one of the renowned six north faces in the Alps. It ascends 1,800 vertical meters with difficulties up to ED+, A0 and ice slopes up to 60 degrees. She rope soloed the hard pitches and in total it took her 15 hours from the tunnel to the summit. Let's go to Japan now and news of an 8C plus first ascent. Shinichiro Numura has climbed Gakaido, which was an old project. The line has bad holds and strange body positions, all of which add to the difficulty. He describes the route as short and severe, which is a different style to most of the longer Japanese boulders he's previously been working. It's time for the 9A roundup, and this week it starts off with Jonathan Segrist. He's down in the cave of Santilina in Spain and has climbed Selection Anal, a 9A+, first climbed by Ramon Julian in 2013. Domin Skoffitz is also down in Santilina, and this time he climbed Gypsy Blood, an 8C+, and Joe Dunn, another 8C+, but climbing it without a knee pad, it makes it a 9A. As reported on 8A.new, Italian climber Luca Bana has repeated Super Circolo Abusivo, a 9A in Paline. This is the fifth ascent of this technical and crimpy 40-meter climb. And finally, Dave Graham has climbed Primitivo in Val Bavona, Switzerland. He climbed the boulder last month and on his Instagram describes it as one of the most technical sequences I have ever accomplished. Dave has been living in the Swiss Valley all winter with his wife, Alizé Dufresne. It's a place he loves, and discovering those hidden lines is something he relishes. So that was the news, and we'll unpack it in a minute. But T, you alluded to a shoe deal earlier on, and it is a fantastic deal. So the old Shaman, the Evolve Shaman, right? That classic, classic shoe, that is up to 30% off at the moment on the Epic TV shop. So if you want to grab an absolute bargain and a beautiful shoe, you know where to get it, links down below. And of course, we'll be talking about more shop stuff later on. Now T, Adam Ondra, the man yes. himself. Uh, a little bird told me that you were perhaps eavesdropping on a certain conversation in Arco. Was I? Hmm. We may uh, have not been there. Uh, we were there that day that he sent that route, uh, that the latest 9B. And he sent it in the morning and came over to this crag we were at, Pizzarra. 
And yeah, he came up to Stefano, you know, they chatted about the, the route and the grade. Uh, and I heard some decimal scoring system added on to the 9B. I, hang on, wait, Adamondra wants a, a new scoring, a new system? Well, it's an, it's an I feel it's gonna be an add-on and uh, this might have been really a private conversation that I did eavesdrop in. It was also in Italian. Anyway, they were going about how grades should have like one to five. So he was mentioning about this route could have been like a 9B.4. Ah, interesting. So it's he, like, it's not a 9B plus yet, but it's in that higher grade boundary. It sounds simple. I have a feeling it's uber complicated deep down because he did say that like it's, it's his new routes may be like hard 9B plus or whatever he said, if you like the slash grades. So yeah, obviously his mind is thinking about different things. Yeah. That could be exciting. Um, well, from one legend to another legend, Dave Graham sending Primitivo that 8C. This makes me smile because when we filmed with him before Christmas, he was like, the weather's terrible. It's all snowy. I'm not sure how psyched I am. Clearly, he picked his psych back up because both him um, and Elise, his wife, has been sending all season. Some hard projects as well. Loads of 8Cs. It's been a couple of months now. Like, we're almost in April. Four months of just sending all the hard boulders in Ticino. Do you have a video of him on Primitivo? Or was that another 8C he was trying? No, we don't have a video of that. Sad. We had him looking at roadkill. Oh, But right. he didn't pull on. He just pulled on the other one and busts his hamstring. Poor dude. Well, let's talk about the Aiga. Right. The one of the most, or the most severe North Faces, North Face in the Alps, besides the giraffes. I mean, we've done shows uh, with me and Hugo, actually, where it was like, Hugo was trying to plan out my dream trip to the Aiga. Like, it right. is... It's my dream to do that route. And that route especially is so famous. It's got so much history to it. Can I just clear up the solo thing? Uh, yes, go ahead. Because, I mean, you mentioned that she rope soloed the hard pitches. Mm -hmm. So we're reckoning that she free soloed the easy bits and she, then stuck a rope on for the hard bits? Well, yeah, she free soloed the easy bits and uh, some shorter, I guess, pitches that were easier, that were easy to, to rope solo. She did set up a belay and all of that. It is also a route that has a, like A0. So I guess you can always like stuck in gear and pull. Yeah, there's so certain kind of sections like Traverse like, of the Gods and all that where you're on, you're on fi like basically fixed lines and stuff like that. So I guess it was um, part of that. But another fun fact about this ascent is that she climbed it 30 years after Catherine Desteville climbed it in 1992. <laughs> No way. So, I don't know, kind of a women's anniversary after all these years. She might have been the second woman to, to free solo it. Very, very cool. Great news. And of course, the 9A roundup. Uh, anything unexpected in there? I mean, Jonathan Seagrass sending 9A plus on Savage Horrible Holds is, is normal, isn't That's, it? That's, uh, yeah, maybe a longer endurance route than what he's used to. Because, mm -hmm. you know, Santa Livia, big, awesome cave. But yeah, the route's just going on forever. But it's cool to see him climb with Domin. When clearly on Instagram, they've been like swapping messages. And, uh, and you can see in the comments, like also their opinions on the grade. So I guess it's always nice to to see two professional climbers like at that pushing each other at that level and also being able to have that discussion without knee pad with knee pad you know is it easier is it harder or anyway that's all online for us viewers to see. Well, there you go. That was the news. Let's look at the nine B counter. <laughs> So nine Bs, uh, and we've got a nine B, Mr. Adam Ondra. Adam Ondra. Wonderland. Wonderland? Wonderland. I don't know. I didn't see the spelling of it. I saw one word. Wonderland. 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 Sunderland. 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 Anyway, uh, Adam Ondra is up on the nine B counter with three points for a nine B. 
uh, I feel there are more to come because there's so many open projects around Arco. And uh, well, like you said, he's living there or around there sometimes. So. Exactly. Cool. Watch the space. Right, shop stuff. Uh, and we've already mentioned that Evolve Shaman up 30% off makes an absolute bargain for such a classic, classic shoe. And you may have noticed that it looked like Epic TV has sort of thrown up on us uh, with some stylish threads. And oh. you would be right. Uh, I'm rocking the beanie. New jumper. It's very nice. You got a new jumper. Do you I want have. to show off the back? Shall we turn in 3, 2, 1? I don't know if you can see this. Oh, okay. I don't know. Hopefully you saw that. <laughs> anyway, uh, new merch on the Epic TV shop. That will be coming soon. It's not out yet. I just wanted to sort of tantalize and tease you about that one because it's cool gear. We're wearing it. We're rocking it. So yeah, get yourself some merch. Uh, right, T, discussion. Sorry, I, I, I disturbed your stroking there. You, you, gotta, say, you gotta touch the cotton. You gotta feel. You gotta feel the jumper, right. or else it's just like any other jumper. This I, is like soft, nice cotton. Is this like a forced thing? Should, should I be? I don't... It comes with a tag. Right, <laughs> my stroke. Uh, let's talk about talking points because there's a big one at the moment, which is the IFSC uh, selling the broadcast rights to Discovery and Eurosport a little bit of all that. So obviously, I'm in a bit of a tricky situation here because I'm sort of in both camps you know but I have got an opinion on it okay first of all T there's been some fallback but maybe not as much fallback as we saw five years ago right times have changed mm. the sport has progressed you know we've seen climbing at the Olympics um, it's kind of normal that we have to pay to see it I yeah. suppose let's maybe explain the background how much can you say about this I can, I can say some things about it so okay. look, look five years ago the IFSC there was a flow sport thing they announced it quite late and there was a lot of there was a lot of discussion amongst the athletes remember the whole red card things people kind of boycotted events no because I didn't climb then I honestly have no idea what happened but it was a big deal it was a big deal back in the day uh, and IFSC sort of went back on that decision now five years on they've done it again they've mm. sold the rights look here is my feelings and obviously I am the commentator for a lot of the years. You're really involved. I'm really involved. So, you know, but. OK, put it like this. I was watching the Formula One on Sunday. OK, I wanted to watch the race. I didn't want to go to a bar and watch it. I wanted to be in my own house watching the race. OK, so I bought the race because that's the only option I really had. OK, mm -hmm. it was like, I can't remember how much it was, seven euros or something for the individual race. I didn't buy a subscription. I just bought the race and I didn't really have a problem with that. In the same way as I don't have a problem paying for Netflix and I don't have a problem paying for like football or rugby or loads of things, okay, that are on TV that aren't free. I think what I'm questioning is why do we have this hang up with climbing that we think it should be free? Because you're not a dirtbag. You know, there's some people out there that How dare enjoy... You? You're not. <laughs> not anymore, maybe. Maybe not. I'm a bit old for dirtbagging around now. No, I don't know. Climbing, if you enjoy climbing, I guess there has been such an easy access to it like live streams on youtube that's amazing you know it stays up you can watch it whenever you want mm -hmm. and back sometimes you know when they would put the live stream on like the comments in the chats like to me honestly that was that was fun like it was a fun interaction with like other fans mm -hmm. and i feel that will definitely get lost now that it goes on tv but um since it will be on tv congratulations first of all uh you'll <laughs> have TV to speak well. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm scared. Is it? Yeah, is it Eurosport? Discovery and Eurosport. I had, I had a meeting about it today actually, and I, you know, it's one of those. I don't know until I really get into it exactly okay. what channels it's going to be on. But exactly, like I feel, I, I hope the FSC is going to, you know, inform their audience, their YouTube audience. Um, and let us know where we can watch it, how we can watch it without like VPNs and all the annoying things yeah. that come with watching things online. For sure. I, I know that there's different regions that have it and some who don't. So the YouTube mm. channel will still work for some regions that don't okay. have the TV access to it. Right. So they're trying their best to make sure everyone sort of can access the footage. I get the free thing. Look, I, I'm the first. Like, I like free stuff. Like, I do. Yeah. You know, something is free and it's easy. And I agree with you. The community that you get on YouTube by it being free, everyone watching, that's good for the sport. But I, I feel like we're at this point now with the Olympics having come and gone. We've got two more Olympics. There is TV getting involved more and more and more. I think it might be time. And the reason I say that is just because once you pay for it, there is technically more money involved mm -hmm. that's more money for sponsorship more money for athletes more money just for the event i'd like to see this as a really positive thing because, and you're on tv yeah but like that's that's sort of irrelevant but you know what i mean like i would like to see that this is a movement forward for the sport and it's going to be good i don't have the control over this obviously, obviously. Like i'm just me right i've you know hopefully i hope everyone does it really well and it's better that's mm. obviously the ideal i think if it is nailed like that it can be only be a good thing for the sport despite the fact that I don't really want to pay for it, but, but I pay for every other But you have to, you'll be there live. That's true, I'm lucky like that. That's, that's, that's true, I'm very lucky. And this is why my, perhaps, you know, my perception is warped on it a bit, you know, fair enough. But I just feel like every other sport, you go to a bar to watch it, maybe your TV has it, maybe you pay for extra channels, but generally you have to have some kind of a subscription package in something to get hold of the content. Yeah, that's the thing. I hope it's going to be, but well, we don't know yet, but I hope it's going to be on like the normal Eurosport that you can just turn on the TV and, and watch it then. I would imagine it'll be behind some kind of a paywall, but in the same way, okay. I had to buy Eurosport the other day. I, I did it. I paid six euros a month for Eurosport because I wanted to watch something. Right. And I don't have a problem with that. I don't know. Yes, fine. But like the the free thing on YouTube was quite a big perk, I guess. It was. It was a big perk, for sure. Yes. And and that's why I understand it. So it's it's gonna be interesting. It's gonna be a transition period for sure. It's gonna annoy some people. I I, I just I just hope everyone does it right, you know? And and me as well. Like it's up to me now to step up and actually you know, do it properly. I was gonna say, like the standards will change if you're on TV. Like yeah. camera angles, all of that jazz will you know, everybody's more I don't, know. I don't think it'll happen immediately, okay. but certainly like there's going to be things built into it. I have to do ad breaks. You have to do ad breaks? I have to do ad breaks, yeah. How would you do one now? I, well, we haven't had any, so I don't know. Okay. I think I'd, apparently though I can't actually stop talking. I just have to pause and then continue talking because not everywhere is doing ad breaks. Okay. Can you imagine my little mind's blowing here? Blowing. Well, we'll we'll see in uh, in 10 days for the first bouldering cup. And I guess we're all signing up to Eurosport or whatever is available yeah. in your country let us know what you think down below as always okay comment of the week time uh and we haven't got a comment of the week song because we and and someone was saying in fact it is it my comment of the week it is my comment of the week so first of all we're going to repeat last week's comment of the week song because it is relevant go <laughs> A beautiful classic rendition there. And the reason I wanted to bring it up again is number one, we haven't got another one because no one's sent us any. Mm. But Oliver Alderman says, can we please just have the classical comment of the week theme every week? Oh, so this might be it for comment of the week songs. I hadn't considered this. 
you know. Just one really good song. Maybe that's it. But then we'd have to have a vote or something. Let us know. Look, either people keep on sending their songs to climb at epictv.com, drop us a DM, normal stuff, or we could just pick one and that could be it. Mm, I feel we need to hear more. Mm-hmm. Like we haven't heard every style of music. We could maybe soon have a shortlist and people pick the best comment of the week song from that shortlist for the year. That seems like a lot of effort. Yeah, but less effort than having to find one every week or us singing. That's true. Mm-hmm. You see? You see? Shall we sing goodbye? Uh, no. But thank you for watching, ladies and gentlemen. We'll be back next week. See you soon.